Welcome to Simply Youth Podcast. New episode every Friday on Spotify and more platforms. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Simply Youth Podcast. Following International Women's Day, we want to celebrate powerful teen leaders who want to break the glass ceiling and redefine what it means to be an Arab woman. Girl Up was founded by the UN Foundation in 2010 with the goal of empowering young women across the world and putting an end to gender inequality. Through an advocacy board, fundraisers, and social media, Girl Up gives girls a unique platform and the resources to be able to achieve social change. Girl Up Lebanon is the first active club of its kind in the Arab region, which then proved to be the catalyst behind the formation of other Girl Up clubs in neighboring Arab countries. They aim to contextualize the feminist ideologies within the Middle East, which combines liberal, extremely conservative, and blatantly false ideas about gender. Today, we have Brim Badran Ayatollah, the first president and secretary of Girl Up Lebanon. Hi, hey guys, hope to thank you, our chief, for accepting our invitation. So can you give us like a brief intro about your role in the club and what you do and how it started? Yes, I will go first. Um, thank you so much for having us. It is amazing. Well, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. So basically how Girl Up Lebanon started is a very particular, uh, more or less story. Uh, so I was a teen advisor for the 2019-2020 class for Girl Up. So each year Girl Up would choose a group of uh, youngers to be able to uh, advise them on their strategies, uh, events, or even any particular um, topic they want to pursue. So I was one of uh, these girls for uh, this year, and um, I had to start a club in Lebanon. So I really wanted to do that because in Lebanon, no one succeeded in doing so, even though lots of girls tried to, um, and I mean, to start a club and um, to, to start something concerning feminism, especially for young girls and boys. It started as I was kind of scrolling through um, Girl Up's website uh, and I saw that Maria, <laughs> she's not with us today, but hi Maria, I hope she will be listening to the podcast. Um, I just saw that Maria was spamming Girl Up on their, on their website, asking them that how can she start um, a club in Lebanon and that she truly wants to do something with Girl Up in the country. So um, I reached out to Maria and also to Mia. Mia reached out to me when I was in DC in an event for Girl Up. So this is how it started at first. And then I know Aya from her sister. And I still remember the first time uh, I knew about Aya was through her um, Instagram bio, when she said, uh, she wrote in her Instagram bio that Lebanese women deserve to to pass their nationality to their children. And I was like, wow, this is a huge statement to to write in your Instagram bio. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Hello, uh, I'm Aya and um, I'm equally in Girl Up. And it's a pleasure, Anjad, to be here. And yes, as uh, Reem said, um, exactly like um, Girl Up is an amazing club that we uh, like just started last year. So yeah, it's super new and cool. And uh, and yeah, and uh, it's really a pleasure to be here. Hello, Aya. Hello, Riem. Um, so my first question is, why do you think some men and even women consider modern feminism to be controversial? And have you noticed that males respond differently than females to feminism? 
Um, well, to begin with, it is controversial because there's a lot of ignorance around the concept. Many people link feminism to the well, just the title, or to the radical actions that are highlighted in the media. And it is important, though, to show that there are different kinds of feminism, as it can be interpreted very differently. And to me, any person who believes that women should have equal rights, be it basic human rights or equal pay, you are a feminist, whether you like it or not. And as I said, there are different kinds of feminism, like intersectional feminism, Arab feminism, and all of these, like, they're not portrayed nor discussed in mainstream media. That is, that is why, actually, uh, it is our job as women and men and everyone who believe in equality and justice, uh, well, we should trigger more discussion around the topic and around the different uh, and atrocious struggles that women face in different parts of the world. Yeah, for me, that like, feminism goes beyond saying that women and men are equal, right? It goes beyond more than that because I think it says that women have a certain set of struggles because of their gender, right? And it's even worse for women of certain race or certain sexuality. So yes, it is uh, equality as a base, right? But it's much more than that, much more complex than that. No, I truly agree with, uh, with what Aya said. Very particular, um, for very particular audiences. I still remember when we had the NGO fair in our school, then we had a representative of a, I won't name the NGO, but it's extremely well-known in Lebanon and the pioneer in, um, in women's rights. And so the representative of this NGO, um, when I was introduced to her as I, because I was uh, the president of the feminist club in my school, she said, um, yeah, we are um, like a women's rights uh, NGO, but not, not for feminism. Because even there is a huge misconceptions about the word feminism, or at least let's have you know, groups don't want to say out loud that they are feminist or like they're with into feminism because they're scared uh, of the reaction. And um, uh, they won't take, they take the easiest road that is to just dismiss this aspect of things that it, it is truly feminism. And they won't just educate people on, one, on what feminism truly means. Feminism started on a very racist uh, basis. Like it, it started for white women's rights and the black women were left out. Black women, women of, of color in general, like Arab women, we don't feel represented in the mainstream media or in the mainstream feminism movement. Uh, we, our experiences are not the same. So we should acknowledge like, yes, we are all um, in the same kind of face to achieve our equal uh, rights. However, we are not in the same position. And this is something we should acknowledge and wish we should really be able to in, in acknowledge in some sort that we have a privilege. If you're a white woman, you still have the, the white privilege. You know, your position in, in society is not the same position I will have. And I think we face a much bigger challenge because having a student-led movement, right, of high schoolers best in a Arab region for calling for gender equality and women's rights is really unheard of, right? And because of Girl of Lebanon, we're now seeing a coalition of Girl of the Arab countries going to talk about that more later on. So my question is, how does Girl Up nurture political activism within teenagers? And how do you ensure a safe, empowering space for all members to share their stories and experiences? Yeah, so this is a very, very important uh, question. 
and extremely close to my heart because um, I truly believe in our society, not just in Lebanon, but even in the Arab world, um, young people believe that they, not, they don't have the space in the political sphere, whether activism or not. Uh, we don't have a say, we don't have the right to take a position. You know what? Because we've always heard that we always they make us feel that we're ignorant to, to make a statement or to even think about a very specific uh, concern. And that really pushed us to not be engaged politically and to believe that we don't have a space and that we should wait to, um, to be more mature and to, to really educate ourselves on these matters. And we, sh we really restricted ourselves to our timeline. And this is something I've heard a lot because I am extremely into politics and I've heard from some of the people that yes, but hello, you know, in school you won't be that much engaged, like you know, as if I mean, you should really go to university to be engaged in the political life. After all, it's our mission or kind of task to define what we truly mean um, when we say political activism. It can be on social media, it can be on the street, and can it can be in political parties, it can be also in groups. So I truly feel that we at Gerdab succeeded in one particular aspect of political activism. The first one is that we created this um, space where everyone can express themselves. And also we just opened this space for young people to be engaged in it. We are not limited to our performance in school or even maybe sports and some hobbies we have. We are, uh, we, we have a responsibility in our societies. So we really was, the main mission for our club in the first year was to really offer this opportunity for young girls and boys to be involved, whatever it is. Maybe just to be in the WhatsApp group and to, to interact with other people coming from all over Lebanon. So it was a huge success. I personally believe that we were able to, you know, have people from Beirut, but also outside Beirut, from Tripoli, from Saida. Uh, also the petition we, we've started really gained a lot of attention and we started a discussion. Now, okay, okay, of course we can argue if this is an effective tool, but I think in the means we have, it was one of the most successful ways we were able to launch like a discussion on politics and even the members just, you know, helping us and sending us resources. I mean, like, this is the article I've read. This is the article um, concerning this minister, its position on this topic. I think it was important. It's not perfect whatsoever because we were also young people and we also, kind of the leadership board didn't know 100% how to lead the discussion without hurting anyone because, you know, it's Lebanon where everyone has very strong beliefs about something. So we really didn't want anyone to feel bad for having like unpopular opinions and, you know, <laughs> kind of this um, aspect of things. Yeah, we'll expand more on social media activism later on. But my question now would be about the composition of Gerdau. Right, because it's really important. Similar clubs have a very diverse body of members. So, was it hard to uh, appeal to less advantaged young girls from areas who are most impacted by the patriarchal system? Because I feel like girls, 
uh, what happened was we like us we talked to our friends talked to our friends right like, we had this amazing club amazing work right a lot of women a lot of young girls who do not hear about feminism right for us we can hear we can learn about it over social media over google right However, a lot of young girls do not, do not know about that so has girl managed to appeal to both young girls or was it hard to do so well as it is a pioneer project in lebanon um, that is now only a year old. Um, I guess there are many changes and the developments that are needed to make uh, for this project to grow more effectively. Of course, it was hard because, um, as you can imagine, the last year in Lebanon has been difficult for everyone, including members of our team who found it extremely hard to engage with all the circumstances taking place. So yeah, it is indeed a working process. Like we had many projects like going to schools, um, public schools and explaining what Girl Up is for the for the people that are most vulnerable, um, like that have most vulnerable backgrounds and explaining to them what it is in person because they might not have access to um, social media. So yeah, um, with the, the coronavirus, with the um, economical situation, like as you can imagine, it, um, it was hard for us, but um, it is a working process and we are um, trying to strive to, um, well, um, well, work within the circumstances. This was something we made sure to think about because, as you mentioned, yes, we're a very diverse group, but we're still not that diverse. You know, there's a very specific um, socioeconomic, um, you know, class that is represented mostly, more or less privilege in some sort of that we have access to some resources other girls don't have. I go to a private school and I was introduced to feminism because I go to a private school. I don't know what girls in and public schools are uh, think about feminism and this is our moral responsibility because we cannot live in a society as we say in french a um, deux vitesse like some people are extremely into feminism and the other part is not and mostly the other part is the biggest victim of the patriarchal society we live in so activism nowadays has been constrained by covid 19. Uh, do you believe that activism through social media is impactful um well, yes and no. Um, social media can be a powerful tool, obviously, for advocacy, as well as to spread awareness and gather support around a uh, common cause. Nevertheless, it can similarly constitute a divisive tool that can spread ignorance, fear, and hatred. Um, uh, it is important to realize, though, that advocacy on social media must be met with concrete action on the ground. Um, as many women, uh, as we said earlier, many women and younger girls from vulnerable backgrounds uh, do not have access to all of that technology, and they're part of our target. Uh, this is what we're striving to do, actually. And in COVID-19, violence against women has risen, so it means we have to triple our efforts to aid women in any way possible. Being an Arab feminist, what are, in your opinion, the most pressing struggles in our region? And what is the biggest difference between Girl Up Lebanon and a Girl Up Club in the US? Yes, uh, I love this question. So first of all, I, I really feel that me identifying as an art feminist is like an act of um, rebel, you know. Uh, I don't know if I said the word right, I just uh, translated it from French. 
So it's really a, a, um, an act of confirming your identity and just saying out loud that, yes, I'm a feminist, but more I'm not a feminist. So you can't take from me this part of my identity that truly says a lot about me. And so this also brings me about um, how I learned to, to present my, to introduce myself as an intersectional and Arab feminist. I don't just stop saying that, yes, I'm, I'm a feminist. No, I'm an Arab feminist. Um, so I, and I truly feel that admitting that, that I am an Arab feminist is one of the ways um, to fight the challenges we have. Because let's be clear, we have two challenges. The first challenge is in our local communities. And that being said, and we don't have our rights, uh, cultural barriers, social, um, the patriarchal society, all of this, they're present in every single Arab country, whether it's progressive or not, and all of this debate, we don't have our rights. Women aren't equal to men. So we have this first challenge, the challenge that in our society, they make us believe that we're less um, than a man. And on the other hand, we have the challenge on an international level. And this is that Arab women are always seen as oppressed. We are, a lot of our experiences are dismissed. So our, a part of our identity is rejected. You know, we don't feel represented. And even if we are represented, we're just here to fit in this picture of diversity that yes, we have a, a feminist from the Arab world. This is it, wow, it's amazing. Oftentimes, even when we experience our, we will talk about our, um, uh, our experiences or our challenges, they will be like, okay, but they won't relate to us. And this is our responsibility to the first time fight what's happening in our communities and also fight the stereotypes and misconceptions about our identity, our struggles, and even the challenges we face. And there is, in the and the success Arab women have in the Arab world. Answering your question about the difference between Girl Up Lebanon and another club in the US is, in the first place, the fact that Girl Up started in the US. So they have more experience in the US than other parts of the world. And it also, um, you know, they have, most of their team is American. Um, the movement is bigger in the US. So it's easier for an American girl to start a club in the US because first the community is like it's easier for her to start a club in her school because they have the culture of fundraising advocacy um, for them young people to get engaged in the political and social life it's more or less accepted it's more or less common you know it's not like in Lebanon where we're kind of restricted to just our performance in school so that's on the very first aspect on like a social aspect and the second aspect, it's easier for them to contact people in Gerda because people in Gerda um, have more or less a direct um, relationship with them. They relate to their experiences. Um, they have the resources in the US. However, when we started Gerda Lebanon, it was kind of hard for us to, you know, um, uh, it was hard for us to to show them our perspective of things sometimes, but it was also hard to, hard for them to understand our circumstances, our um, you know values or social and cultural barriers, how we perceive feminism. Thank you so much for giving us some of your valuable time at this very young age. You have taken the huge step and responsibility of empowering girls who have always been 
made to feel not enough. It's very challenging to make a change in a society always dominated by men. And we do ap appreciate everything you're doing to tackle social issues. And we need to empower women in the most marginalized communities. So stay safe, have a great day. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sareem. And I encourage everyone to go follow Girl Up Lebanon and Instagram. Her work is amazing. And please join the club if you're in Lebanon or any Arab country. Go join them, make your own club. It's amazing. Andrew.